All right. What's going on, everybody? Hey, it's Tuesday, and today is December 12th, getting to the end of 2023. And I know I've been out for the last couple of days, so I'm kind of raring and ready to go, man. And uh, Alex is in jury duty. Me and Brown are going to run this operation, and Lawhead's going to jump in. And Lawhead has got a really big deal going tonight. I don't know if you're going to come tonight, Browner, but we got to talk about that with Lawhead coming up. All right. So let me just get started here. Um, hey, look. Today, um, I want to thank all of our great sponsors because I'm now working with a lot of these sponsors to try and put things together for the new year. Let me start off with our friends at Seven Mile Casino. They've been great partners to us this year. You know, one of the things I was saying to Seven Mile is, is not only did you get what you bought, you know, you got every day on pre-roll. You got every day on mid-roll. You got every day on radio. You got every day representation on TV. That's what you guys got. Um, but what you didn't anticipate was that Padres pre pregame show, 35 Padre games where we were blasted all over television um, and you guys were with us and we didn't come back to you and go, hey, we're doing more. Can you give us more? Dude, we're partners, bro. That's the way we get down. Seven Mile Casino is the place to be. If you want to play blackjack or poker, these are our partners. This is, this is not a mega hotel. This isn't some mega concert venue. There isn't a massive buffet. This is incredible food at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. This is blackjack and poker and other table games. This is football games on the screens or basketball games during the week. You're going to have a great time in a smoke-free environment in a great location, only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Hey, another partnership that's been incredible in the last quarter of the year. Shout out to our friends at Prize Picks. Let me uh, give you, Browner, my Prize Picks plays already made on a Taco Tuesday today. Okay, they're giving me Jason Tatum tonight, and they're discounting Jason Tatum from 26.5 points scored to 22.5 points scored, um, and Boston is playing Cleveland. Okay, So I went more on Jason Tatum. The Lakers, coming off their in-season tournament win, they're playing at Dallas, and I've got LeBron James to score less than 26.5 points. I figure LeBron and the Lakers kind of coming off this win – um, maybe you're not going to get the best, 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 most productive LeBron tonight. Hopefully I'm right on that. Um, I hate to, I always like to go more cause I like to root for guys to do more. But last night I got killed in Monday night football because the quarterbacks were so bad. And I just decided I wanted to go more for everybody. And it was a disaster. I mean, it was a real disaster. So, um, listen, I got to make a big comeback here on prize picks. Cause I, I've been losing a lot lately. Prizepicks.com slash great friends, prizepicks.com slash great friends, get your account. They'll match your first deposit 100% up to $100, okay? So that's the deal. You put in 100, they put in 100, you got 200 bucks. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Amazing new partnership for this show. Everybody who's watching, especially right now, if you haven't done it yet, do it now. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. All right, hey, let's get rolling. Friends, let's start the show. Here we go on a Tuesday. It let's do it. Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew. We're broadcasting from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. And to everybody that's just getting with us, man, we're just jumping onto the airwaves of 1090, broadcasting throughout Southern California, worldwide on YouTube, every audio podcast platform known to man. And then tonight, we're just going to plaster our faces all over cable TV from San Diego through Orange County, LA, and into Santa Barbara on the Cox Your View Network. Now, my boy Grande is at jury duty today, hopefully talking his way out of jury duty. Uh, and that means Jason Lawhead is in today as the third member of the crew. Browner's here and he's running this operation. I'll just say this. I just got back. 
Um, I left on Friday morning and flew to Pittsburgh. And then on Saturday, I was in West Virginia for my son's college graduation. And then Saturday night, I was back in Pittsburgh. And then Sunday morning, road trip to Cleveland. Was in Cleveland all day for the Browns versus the Jaguars. And that went on until 11 o'clock Sunday night. And at 4 a.m. Monday morning, I left the house I was staying in, got to the Cleveland airport. And somehow, because I don't even remember it, like the whole day is a blur to me. I landed in San Diego yesterday afternoon and uh, and got back just in time to uh, to jump on the radio up in L.A. So I'm back now, ready for the podcast, ready for today's broadcast, and ready to rock and roll. So no grande. I will say good afternoon to the brown man. Big brown, um, I know for me, as we get started on Tuesday, and it's kind of the day after all the NFL stuff, I'm still thinking about this Otani deal because the Otani deal – the the details keep like emerging. And if you're a Padre fan, really, if you're a fan of any team in baseball, you're probably going to be pretty pissed about the way they structured this deal and how your team hasn't done stuff like this. Brown, good afternoon. How we doing, man? What's up, brother? Orchestrating behind the scenes. Like, like the, the man who does the orchestra, he does a little stick. That's me today. I'm the really? That's stick. you? You're, you're the band leader? Yeah, right. You know, I was when I was at my son's college graduation, I saw the the chorus leader, the the, the guy who's leading the chorus, and he's up, down, in, 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 and the people are singing, and I'm like, what is he really doing with his hands? Like, like, is he is there some motion? I'm like, come on. Anyway, so now you're orchestrating. Yeah. Dun, 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 like a like a fight song with your favorite school. Da, 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 bah, 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 bah. Listen, uh, yeah, you missed it. I said it yesterday. Shout out to Alex for posting on the internet. The Otani contract gets dumber the more we know about it. This is bad. Dumber, I think dumber it's bad for who? The, the Dodgers, dumb for baseball. I think this is bad for baseball. I really do. I think it's really bad for baseball. I hope he's great. And I'll say this again. Get your money, big fella. If these fools gonna give you seven hundred million, you take every penny of it. Okay, good for you. If these don't turn out to be World Series years for them, if he doesn't put up MVP caliber numbers for them, and this deal goes away, and he's got an MVP, and they've got one World Series, he's not wearing a Dodger jersey anymore, and you're giving this guy sixty-eight million dollars a year. This is bad. Now it's creative, yeah. But this is bad for it's bad for baseball, man. I don't like deferred contracts. I never have. I never will unless there's an injury involved. If there's no injury involved, pay the man mm. or the see, woman. Yeah. See, um, the deferring of the money by Otani is freaking brilliant. And I don't know if if his agency, CAA, came up with it or if the Dodgers came up with it. My guess is it was probably CAA who came up with it. It is so brilliant. By Otani. Think about this for a second. 10-year, $700 million contract. People go, oh my God, this is the craziest contract. The biggest sports contract in the history of, of American sports. Japanese dude, by the way, takes down. Way to go. Way to get over here and take your money, brother. Get your money. But, but when you find out they're only paying him $2 million a year, he knows he's going to make $50 million a year off the field. There's no mm -hmm. difference if he makes 52 million or if he makes 120 million. It doesn't matter. Life is no different. If at 52 million versus 102 million, life is no different. 
private planes, mansions, travel worldwide, anywhere, anytime. And there's nothing set. You can say yes to everything. So life is not going to be any different for a $52 million a year guy or a $102 million a year guy. But here's where it becomes even more brilliant. By the time Otani is done playing for the Dodgers and he moves back to Japan or he decides to set up residence in Vegas or Texas or Florida <laughs> or wherever, he will not be making that $68 million in the state of California. Mm -hmm. It's like he must have called Phil Mickelson and say, Phil, what do I do? He, he will not be making that money in the state of California. He'll be making that money 11 years from now in Japan, mm -hmm. in Florida, wherever is the best way to keep the most. And he'll make more of that $68 million 11 years from now than he would right now if he were, if he were residing and playing and making that money in California. It is such a brilliant move by Otani. It is such an advantageous move for the Dodgers. And I don't understand why the Padres doled out mega contracts and nobody was deferred. Buy it now, pay for it later when it seems like a bargain. Jason Lawhead, good afternoon. What's up, Cap? How are you? I'm great, my friend. What's going on? Brought us a Browns win, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for going out to Cleveland and bringing one home. We needed it. I, I've got Flacco fever. I mean, honestly, oh, me like, I've I've started with Otani today, but I'm telling you right now, <laughs> I got Flacco it, right? fever, bro. I got Flacco yeah. fever. I do. I love yeah, the story. Too. I can't. Me too. Anytime there's a story like this, 38 year old guy loves it. Comes off the couch. Hasn't right. played. Listen, two weeks earlier, the Rams were looking for a backup quarterback. They came up with Carson Wentz. No one ever said, hey, what about Joe Flacco? Uh, the Browns find Flacco on his couch. They need him to start immediately. He walks in the room. He goes, hey, guys, look, I'm 38 years old. I've won a Super Bowl. I was a Super Bowl MVP. I've had a hundred-plus million-dollar contract. I'm fresh. I'm feeling good. I can still wing it. I've got more experience than anybody else on this roster. Let's do this. Let's have some fun. And Cleveland this past weekend in that stadium, electric. I sent a video to my girlfriend, Jay. She goes, oh, that's what a home field looks like. That's what a home <laughs> crowd really yeah. looks like. Listen, Scott loves the off-the-couch guy who gets into it because deep, deep, deep down inside, he thinks he's still got one kick left in him. Yeah. Yeah. Deep, he still, he, he still thinks he could have made what Norwood yeah. missed, right? Deep, deep down. He got he he know he think he got one kick left in him. And his buddy, his buddy's close to a job. You never know. Disney's wrote way crazier stories. You never know. Yeah. Well, Jay, yeah, I got Flacco fever. I'm I can't believe that the Dolphins lost last night to the Ooh. Titans, that the Rams were so close to beating the Ravens. And you know what? Um, under Joe Flacco, I got to be honest, he's the best of the four quarterbacks that have played so far for our Cleveland Browns. Oh, there's no doubt. And, uh, you know, we'll get to that maybe later. I, I wanted to j just chime in on Otani for a minute. Thanks for having me again. Good to see you guys. And, um, but the Otani thing is wild when you learn about all of these, uh, defer deferrals and, and what he can stake his money later on. And like you said, it gives the Dodgers a lot of autonomy at the end of the day, even if five years from now they want to trade him, they're trading him. Uh, you know, teams are like, hey, we only have to pay him the $2 million. The deferred money is on the Dodgers later in the game. And so there's, there's an ability if the arm never comes back, and yes, maybe he declines sooner than later, 
but uh, a, a Las Vegas A's may want him in a few years to bolster their roster. Now he can go to Nevada and play for the A's at $2 million, whatever. There's a lot of options here. And so it's really interesting, but, uh, you know, you're right. He, off the field, this guy's going to basically win the Powerball every year for the rest of his life. That's right. That's right. That's that's pretty much it. And yeah. uh, I have a truck coming by. I don't know if you can hear it, but uh, um, so uh, yeah, it's interesting. And uh, I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. I, I think it's a really it's the most unselfish, self serving move I've ever seen a pro athlete take in this kind of uh, you know scenario when it comes to money and 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 long term deal and you know commitment from the team. You know, blah blah blah. So. I would love to know all of the details, like you said, his agency put together, where they're going to shell this money later on, how they're going to, you know, use it for tax purposes. But brilliant move by both teams. And it's interesting, you know, I mean, obviously, we know the Bobby Bonilla deal and, and all of that that pays the deferral way, way back. And that was that's chump change compared to what this is. But um, it's interesting that other. Other teams haven't gone this route, especially seeing how the Bonilla thing it did kind of come way before all this. Um, he wasn't the, you know, electric lightning rod of a player that Otani is as far as, you know, uh, people that want to just see him and be around him. But it's, it's crazy. It's wild. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of. I've never been a Dodger fan. I'm not saying I am a Dodger fan, but boy, I will be watching a lot same, of same, Dodger same. baseball next no doubt. year. No doubt. Like, okay, here's the thing. Otani for the Angels. I wasn't really watching Angel games. I went to two Angel games mm. last year, both times because it was a sponsor-related event. I right. went to two Angel games. Every And by the way, for the, for the Angel games that I went to, I didn't pay attention to anything at the Angel games until Otani came up to hit. And everybody's right. like, okay, wait, wait. I want to see it. Everybody's got their camera out. I want to see Otani hit. Nobody was interested. Um, even like Sports Center, you know, if he did something spectacular, they might lead with it because he's Otani. But they never led with it because he's with the Angels. Even even him and Trout combined didn't make them that much more interesting. All I'm saying is this: is that Otani on the Dodgers is a lead story every single yep. night. He could strike out four times. He could hit four home runs. He could hit. Two singles and strike out twice, two singles and walk twice, and the Dodgers could lose. It doesn't matter. It's the first story on Sports Center every night. The combination of Otani and his brand and the Dodgers and their brand is on par, in my opinion, maybe bigger, frankly, um, internationally. It is the same as LeBron taking his brand and putting it together with the Laker brand. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's reminiscent to, you know, when kind of Gretzky came here. I was old enough to remember, you know, or young enough, I guess. But I'm I'm old enough now to be young enough to remember um, when Gretzky made that move to L.A. And, you know, hockey isn't as nearly as big, especially then in America, as baseball was. I mean, that was at the time the Dodgers had a Hershiser and Gibson and, and all of those guys. So, you know, her, hockey was kind of on the back burner. But that was huge, huge news. And this this is the this is the closest thing I can remember to something splashy. I don't even think you know because LeBron was such a you know he had already proven that he he get restless somewhere and go somewhere else and went back to Cleveland. So even when LeBron came to the Lakers, yeah, it was big news, but he had been 
kind of already defined that that's who he was. It was was obvious. He was going to the Lakers because LeBron was going to take his brand and LeBron Mm -hmm. was going to get more uh, deeply integrated into the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. And LeBron was going to take the LeBron brand over here, the Lakers brand over here and set him uh, and his companies, family, content companies. He was going to set everything up for the, for the, the, not just his life, for Bronny and for mm-hmm. the other for for generations to come. Right. LeBron was the Lakers were a business transaction. I'm not saying it's not he didn't want to win. I'm not saying sure. winning's on completely in the back burner. I'm just saying it he'd already won. So putting his brand together with the Lakers brand was a business move. Otani putting his brand together with the Dodgers, uh, an already internationally famous baseball brand. The only thing comparable is the Yankees. Not the Giants, not the Mariners, not the Blue Jays, not the Mets, not the Phillies, not the Giants. There's the Yankees and there's the Dodgers internationally. And the Dodgers know that they have just become the number one international Major League Baseball brand. I mean, theoretically. And, and you know, you, the Yankees will always kind of it feels like the Yankees will always be on the mountaintop, no matter how big their drought goes or how long their championship drought goes or whatever their problem. They feel like you'll never dethrone them. But I'll tell you what, if this Otani comes in and they start winning rings, ring, 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 or two, even in five first five years, and he is putting up the numbers he's put up, even if he doesn't get back to the mound right away, but he's hitting 45 or 50 home runs. And you're right, worldwide. The Dodgers will be literally holding on to that Yankee ankle at the top and maybe pulling them off of it if this thing goes right. Um, and the Yankees continue to just kind of mire in high payrolls and no championships. So this is almost kind of a defining moment of, you know, it's like Rocky two in a set. It's almost like Balboa ready to knock Creed off the off the block if if they can turn this thing into something that is just you know, jaw dropping with rings coming. Well, let me so. ask you a question about rings. Let me ask you guys both this question. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked it to me. I won't tell you my answer, but I'll, I want to ask you guys a question and you guys tell me your answer. If Otani plays for the Dodgers for 10 years, the Dodgers need to win blank World Series to make it a success. If Otani plays for the Dodgers for 10 years, the Dodgers need to win blank number of World Series for it to have been a success. Jay, what's the number? I'd say at least three, four. And a lot of it's on the Dodgers now because they're only paying them $2 million a year for these 10 years. So a lot of it is, it's not like like we talked about. It isn't 70 breaking the bank where they go, well, we, you know, we can't go get anybody else and it's just Otani. To, no, they've got room to make that roster even better and better and better every year around him. And so it's it, a lot of it is on the Dodgers as well to, to do that. But yeah, I would think at least three, four. Okay, Brown. Four minimum, minimum. Wow, this needs this needs to be a dynasty level run. He doesn't got to be four in a row, but for the length of that contract, you need to come back with four World Series and and five MVPs. And the five <laughs> MVPs at the rate he's going seems like light work. That seems like hey, if I take the field, I do what I've been doing for the Dodgers. These MVPs already be at the house. What if it's so, two world? What if what if it's two World Series titles, two World Series MVPs, and maybe even just an MVP or two regular season MVPs? I mean, if if they pick up two World Series and he's the MVP in both of them, and he might pick up a regular season or two, I mean, that seems like it's a pretty good investment. 
if he if he wins the MVPs and like year or the the World Series in year three and year six, yeah. But if he it depends on when they win the World Series. If they win them <laughs> right out the gate, yeah, it's awesome. And then you start losing them, that's yeah. not good. Well, so you got if if you're gonna win the World Series uh, two times, you better spread that thing out. Well, here here's what I uh, I talked to uh, the friend who asked the question. He said, what will it take for this to be a success? How many World Series do the Dodgers need to win in the next 10 years for this to be a success? My instant answer was three. Yeah, three. Three. In, in 10 years, you need to win three World Series. Yep. You need to be a playoff contender every year, mm-hmm. and you've yep. got to win at least three. Now, um, my boy Sedano up in L.A. said five. I agree. Now, you got to win five World Series for this at, to be a success. Then seventy million at seventy at listen you because again, you have to justify giving this guy sixty eight million dollars when he won't when there's a good chance he won't be in uniform for you. Isn't it moreover though that that the the way that these guys have paid him two million a year means and knowing that that they've deferred this for eleven years they will mm. not worry about this for eleven years. Don't you think, though, the fact that they're paying him so little means that they have so much more money to go spend that maybe the expectation that I created, three World Series, is too low. Maybe having an expectation, no. hey, 10 years, five World Series, because they're they're going to have Otani, they're going to have Mookie Betts, they'll have Freddie Freeman for the next whatever it is, three years, and they've got plenty of money to spend because they didn't break the bank with Otani. They're really only paying him $2 million a year. I, th- I think you have to do it now with the people that you have. So the, in the first five, you got to get three. So I'm talking about a dynasty. I'm talking about a dynasty. And to go back-to-back in baseball is the hardest sport to go back-to-back in because the season is so long and you tax your, your body and the things you need so much. But at $70 million, this is what you put your – this is a microscope you put yourself under. It is two. But again, 68. Now let's say he wants to keep playing after that. So you got to give him what another 35, 40? No, he, he's at four, he's at 40 years old at that point. All right, hold that thought for one second. We we started with Otani. We're obviously going to work our way into what happened last night, Monday night football, the two games, um, and what happened this past weekend. But let me just say this today is Taco Tuesday on prize picks. So here's what I've done. I this I, I've already I did this this morning. I wanted to kind of take it off my my plate. Here's what I've done tonight. Tell me if you guys think this is a good move or not. They give you Jason Tatum tonight at a 15 percent discount. So instead of expecting Jason Tatum to score 26 and a half points for Boston against Cleveland, they've got it down to 22 and a half. I'm going more on Tatum at 22 and a half. What do you think, Browner? I like Tatum. The two people who are bet yeses for me almost at every single time. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Okay, well then, because the next thing I did is I took LeBron James for less than 27 and a half points. I, look, LeBron I like played that. great, and, like and he that. scored 24 in that that you know final game in the in-season tournament. 27 and a half is a lot of points, and they're playing against Dallas. I, I just, I don't know. I kind of feel like LeBron will go less than tonight, and I'm taking Jason Tatum to go more than, and I'm going to try and turn 20 bucks into 60 bucks tonight on prize picks. I think the 27 is a good number to go less than because I think LeBron's minutes are going to get cut back a lot. Okay. Yeah, he's accomplished what he wanted to here at the beginning. Yeah. Correct. All right, listen, um, prizepicks.com slash greatfriends, prizepicks.com slash greatfriends. They'll match your first deposit 100% up to $100. You put in 100 now you've got 200 to play. 
Everybody's playing the game. We give out our picks of the week. Get involved. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. J Law's in for Grande. Stick around. Let's talk a little NFL coming back. Hey, great friends. All right. What's up, man? We are in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. Got J Law in today for Grande. Grande sent me a text. He thinks he's getting out of, of, of you know, jury duty, but he's still in there right now. Uh, Browner's running the operation, flying this plane today. So uh could be bumpy at times, everybody. Be prepared. Keep your seatbelt on. We don't know. <laughs> Jay Law, before we get started. Listen, I, this guy, this guy, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me address this guy for wow. a second. This guy gives the most backhanded compliments. He does. Known to man. <laughs> What do you what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? It, it, well, I'll give you an it, example. It could get bumpy. What do you, you please? An, please give, an give an example. When I was flying back from Cleveland to San Diego. No, Indiana, I'm talking about I'm talking about the show. Yeah, Don't, I'm gonna give no. you I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a comparison. Was that a pilot? I, when I was when I was flying back from Cleveland to San Diego, um the 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 captain said things could get a little bit bumpy and it's gonna take four hours and twenty minutes. Well, when we when we landed. We landed in about three hours and 15 minutes. Wow. And as I walked to the front of the plane, I was getting ready to leave. I said to the captain, I said, hey, nice job, man. I go, you know, what happened to that extra hour? What happened to all that wind? He goes, we're just that good. I said, okay, well, guess what? During the flight, as fast as it was and as early as it was, Delta, shout out to you guys. Browner, there were some bumps along the way. Kept my seatbelt on, wanted to be safe. You know, you're usually co-piloting the show. Today, you've moved over. You're the actual pilot today. So they're... There has the tendency to get a little bit of bumps. No, come well, on, I Captain. He's like Roger Murdoch from Airplane. He's like Abdul Jabbar getting dragged down the aisle after he gets. <laughs> come on, this guy, man. This guy, you just you just avoided the question, but I hear you. Okay, you're a professional. You've been in this. You've been in this game long enough. You know how to slide through a question without answering it. You just did that. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. All right. I'm gonna okay. go. Well, Do the show. The... Do yeah. the show. We are in the 7 Mile Casino studio, 7milecasino.com. By the way, here's the holiday season. You're looking for something fun to do, some place to have an incredible dinner or lunch for that matter, or brunch on Saturday and Sunday. You want to watch all the games. You want to play blackjack and poker and other table games. You want to have a nice drink, smoke-free environment, the beautiful Bay of Chula Vista. That's 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. And you can use that QR code for those of you that are watching. All right, before we get started into the NFL, I got to mention this all show long. Today being Tuesday, Tonight, my man Jay Law is doing stand-up comedy, but wait a second, at a really unique venue. So I'm hoping that even though it's a school night, everybody wants to come out. Now, I, I didn't get out to Fat Tony's event last night because of all the travel and the quick turnaround and everything that was going on. I did not get out to the Walmart in Chula Vista, but it looked like I saw Joe Rigby's pictures yeah. and it looked and Tommy Tommy sent me pictures. Looked like they had a great turnout. Brown, I don't know if you made it out last night. No, no, no. I could not. I could not make it. I was with children. Look what's own. going on, Fat Tony. We used to all be able to get there. No problem. I was with a kid graduating college. Browner's got four kids he's talked about. Alex had jury duty this morning. So, yeah, we didn't make it out. But great friends way to represent. We appreciate you guys in a big way. So tonight, though, I'm trying to get out and play mm -hmm. a little bit. Jason Lawhead tonight at my favorite venue in town. The belly up in Solana Beach doing stand-up comedy on a Tuesday night. Guys, it's the holiday season. If if ever there was a Tuesday night to come out and play around, tonight at the belly up to see Jay Law do stand-up, tonight's the night. Jay, talk to us about what the event is, is tonight. Yeah, man. So I'm stoked. Uh, obviously, um, 
like you said, the belly up, um, just a legendary venue. And I'm stoked to be able to do it. I've always have you ever been on that stage? Never have been on that stage. Okay, but you no. and I have been to that venue. Browner and I have sure. been to that venue many times many where we've times. sat in the in Phil and Steve's owner's mm -hmm. box, okay, to the left of the yep. stage, and, and we've all partied and had a great time and seen great bands there. Yep. Tonight's the first time that you're hitting the stage yeah. at the Belly Up. Dude, they don't, they don't do stand-up cool. very often. Yeah, they're trying to do more, and um, luckily, uh, you know, I'd love to be headlining it. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm opening for the headliner, but I'm doing still about 25 minutes, and uh, I'm just going to go give them everything I got and have the place go, we got to headline this guy. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to take advantage of every opportunity. Hopefully, a lot of the great friends will come out. I know the Belly Up Tavern has a great patronage, so I'm expecting a pretty good crowd. And so uh, come on out. I think general admission tickets are $22, bellyup.com. Um, you're supporting a great venue. You're supporting Solana Beach. It's right in my backyard. And, uh, man, I'm stoked. And hopefully this will be the first of some things to come where I'm back on I've that seen, stage again. I've seen Adam Carolla do stand-up at the Belly Up. Okay. Who, who's the, the headliner tonight? Because I've Mike. seen the name. And I don't Mike know the Winfield. Name. I met Mike, Mike Winfield, Winfield and, and I met he's a younger cat from uh, the Bay Area and he's kind of blown up a little bit on America's Got Talent recently. Um, I met Mike years ago. I think mm -hmm. we did a show, uh, a showcase show for um, Last Comic Standing up at the Punchline in San Francisco. And uh, funny dude. Um, looking forward to working with him and just looking forward to going out and doing my thing. And uh, I'm very, very happy that I get to do it. And hope, like I said, man, it's uh, if you can make it out. Awesome um it's it's a great venue like you said it's uh what time tonight it, uh 8 p.m showtime i think doors are at 7 p.m so um you can go on to bellyup.com you can check out all the different general admission it's a seated show general admissions 22 i think you know you can buy some of the loges or some of the other things for a little bit of higher price and uh yeah if you can make it come on out it's gonna be great i got a lot of new newer material that uh, is coming around so i'm i'm looking you're gonna mention forward. that you're local and that you live in solana beach and oh, that yeah. you and that this is your first time on that stage yeah. and that you know yeah. i mean i don't know what can you think of like what bands you've seen there are you going to make any mention oh, of I, that? I, I just saw uh, the last band my wife and i saw was grateful shred um and then we saw oh gosh she's gonna hate me that i dropped this guy's name but he was really good she was she was a fan of, she's been a fan of his and you know i've seen some shows with you my wife and i have gone there at least since we've moved here at least four to five times and they were shut down during covid so we try to get there but there's a bunch of times we want to go see somebody and it's sold out you're like dang like you see a name and you're like oh my god and then you're like oh my god it's already sold out so mm -hmm. uh they get some great acts you gotta get on their email list you gotta know what's going on yeah, I guess I do. Well, I, I am wanna, on their email list. Dude, I want to see how they set structure the seats. Because like Scott said, I've been there many a times. But it's been a standing situation. Yeah. I will. I, well. I can't wait to I've see how they seat, seat it. Uh, mm -hmm. because you coming tonight? It, and it can you get out or can you not awesome. get out? Can, can you get out or you got four kids yeah. to deal with tonight? Listen, grown man, grown man can get out when he needs to get out. Grown okay. man Does grown man need there. to get out tonight? Grown man got to go to the airport. Oh, grown uh, man got to go to the airport, huh? Grown man got to go to the airport. Uh, the show starts at eight, yeah. Yeah, show starts at eight. There's an uh, you know an opening act. They'll probably start a little casually late, and then there's an an opening like a an M an MC host type thing, probably doing mm -hmm. ten or so, and then I'm gonna do about twenty five in the middle, and and Mike will carry the rest of it, and okay. yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. Love it. Love okay, it. tonight I'm at uh, the airport Jason at seven forty, so I don't know. You don't know if you're gonna make it. Right. Okay. 
All right. Uh, tonight, Jason Lawhead performing stand-up comedy at the Belly Up and goes on stage probably about 8.15. So yeah. try and get there by like 7.45. Cool in. You know, like get, get in, get yourself all set up to the bar. Uh, maybe we meet in the back bar and we have a beer before we go in and then uh, then we'll go take our seats. All right. So um, listen, let me get uh, into some other things. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Got J-Law in today for Grande. Browner's, Browner's running this whole thing. So let me talk about the uh, the NFL weekend, which, by the way, ended last night. Did you guys watch both games last night? It was hard. Watch more, yeah. of the, more of the Dolphins game, but yeah. I and was I watching the Dolphins the game. Packers game because I need the Packers to lose. Right. Well, well um, I was wa- yeah, I was watching last night, and then, then the Giants-Packers game actually became the more interesting game of the two. Um, and wow, uh, the and Giants – and then it didn't, it, by the way. But but the Giants be, yeah, you know, pull the crazy. upset of the Packers when everybody going into this game, people were starting to go, you know, Jordan Love, you know, may, maybe it is going to go from Brett Favre into Aaron Rodgers into Jordan Love. I mean, the last couple of weeks, he's looked really, really good. And Tommy DeVito, while not putting up big numbers, came up clutch at the end of that game to drive the Giants into field goal range to kick the game-winning field goal. And when the guy from the Giants, I don't know the kicker's name, when he came onto the field, um, I looked over at Rachel because we were watching the game. I go, you look at his face. What do you think What do you think is going to happen here? She goes, he does not look confident. And Troy Aikman goes, man. He got a lot going through his mind. He got a lot going through his mind right about now. Yeah. And he nailed that field goal, and the Giants beat the Packers. And the Dolphins, which was super interesting, the Dolphins that was had the two- upset of the night, by the way. Yeah, they had a two-touchdown lead because Tennessee— Three minutes left. Tennessee muffed a punt. The, the Dolphins got the, got the ball back. And, and, then, um, and then they had another—oh, and then uh, uh, Henry fumbled. And the Dolphins well, got the ball back. Terrible pitch out, but yeah. Totally, um, right. But, but I the, mean, the point is, though, is that, is that Miami had what would normally be an overwhelming lead at home— against a team like Tennessee, who was a four and eight football team and was winless on the road. And the way Tennessee came back to win that game was a super impressive for the Titans B really bad for the dolphins. And as much as I I was, I'm kind of watching and seeing what the playoffs could look like for my Browns, our Browns. The fact is, is that is with Baltimore, with that walk-off overtime punt return win against the Rams, the Rams were this close to completely changing the AFC playoff picture. Um, that was that was a good win last night for Tennessee. That, that was a bad loss at home for Miami. And Jay, there's Huge. not really that much room for for our Browns because because of Baltimore ahead of them. Well, right. And now it looks like you know. I mean, Baltimore's got a tougher schedule going out than than the Browns do right now. Um, but you know, I think the Browns would have to go almost four and zero to win that division. Uh, I don't see the the Ravens going one and three, even if we go three and one. I still think at worst the Ravens probably go two and two. Um, and so the Browns have to just the Browns just have to take care of it. I like look at the end of the day, be in that five seed, hold on to that five because most mm-hmm. likely you're gonna go to Jacksonville and you just showed that you sh- that Browns 31 27 was not really indicative of the final score. The, the two just kind of mental farts the Browns had all day gave. Uh, you know, Tennessee, the ball right on their backyard, right on their doorstep. They didn't have to put a drive together to score two of those touchdowns. Is there any Jacksonville um, here? I just want to make sure we're on the same page. You Jacksonville, you know, yeah. 
Oh, I'm sorry, Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, you know, two of those touchdowns were on the offense, were on the Browns offense, even though the Browns offense played really well, they kind of surrendered 14 points. So I like, hey, winning the division would be great. A f- yeah, winning the division, a chance for a first round bye. Let's not lie. But holding on to that bye. What scares me is the Bengals lurking. Lurking. I don't like the Bengals lurking because we play them in the final game of the season. And if the if the Steelers are fading away and the Bengals are rising and Browning can keep playing well and it's and it's a final game. And even if we stay in the playoffs, but they beat us to shift the seeds, I, you know, five going to the four. I love it's either going to be Jacksonville, perhaps Miami, the way they've, they're kind of tumbling or anybody. I don't really want to see the AFC West, though. I don't want to have to go to Denver or Kansas City if they're if they're the four and that's the division winner in the four i you know uh, i i don't want to go to denver i don't want to go to kansas city i'd like to go to tennessee and i'd like to go to miami if i had to nice weather no chance, no chance of going to tennessee man you keep scoring i mean i'm sorry in jacksonville jacksonville Derek, yeah two things two things happened last night two very important things happened last night one the giants need to get out of daniel jones's contract now you see that that's one two which i think is far more important than, than anything else last night. You saw how important Tyreek Hill is to the yep. Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. offense. Yep. I know a friend His of mine idea, called me last night. You know what he said, Browner? He said, Tyreek Hill is just showing everybody he's the MVP. By, by a mile. In Kansas City. Tyreek Hill is the MVP by a mile. Look at what two places are doing when he's not there. Kansas City is melting down at the position, and Tua looks pedestrian without him and i mean pedestrian now Jalen waddle did get hurt early in the game i think Moser got hurt early in the game too but i think i saw him come back mm-hmm. without tyreek hill they look average at best average so to me the tyreek hill mvp votes should have gone up after last night because when he wasn't out there they like they didn't know where to go they didn't know what to do and Tua looked average and to me that shows you the importance of that guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, listen, um, seeing Tyreek Hill leave the game last night and how Miami's offense changed and the fact that Miami had such a big lead and couldn't hold on to it after Tennessee was like imploding, imploding. Um, oh, by that the way, makes me- Will Levis, Will Levis. Yeah. He's your starter in Tennessee going forward. Be patient with him because it's going to take a minute. But that dude, that dude's tough. Well, not only is he tough, but dude, how about how ripped he is? I mean, that, that guy, man. he got he got a body kind of like Payson Payson Hill, the the guy Payson. who's like that Payson. What's his name? Oh, it's Taysom Hill. Taysom. Taysom. Payson. Taysom. He Taysom. got a body like Taysom Hill, but he's a quarterback, not like a, a real one. Yeah, not like yeah, a he's running. Not a back. Swiss Army knife. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, not like yeah. some gadget. But the thing yeah. is, is that as I'm looking at the AFC now, because because this was kind of one of those weekends where I was happy that the Browns won. I I didn't get to see the Chargers get beat up by the Broncos. I have to take my L on the Sean Payton prediction. My prediction was that Sean Payton nah. was going to come back and not be what he once was because he had you know Drew Brees in the prime of his career and he only won one Super Bowl and it was like 12 years ago. Well, Sean Payton has proven. Big mouths like myself, wrong. Sean Payton has come in to the Broncos, gotten smashed by the Dolphins, gave up 70 points, 
looked like this thing was going to crumble down. The conversations we were having weeks ago mm -hmm. was, how are they going to get rid of Russell Wilson? How can they get rid of Sean Payton? This will never work. Sean Payton's message to Russell Wilson, stop being a politician and start being a football player full-time, that has worked to the point where corny-ass Russ is starting to come back to the cool side because he's quiet. Wow. You don't see him. You don't hear him. And all he's doing. doing is winning football games. Hey, hey, Browner, he hasn't come completely to the cool side. He's still on the corny side. Still got okay. work to do. But seriously, how about the fact that the Broncos now, after beating down the Chargers, who now have lost Justin Herbert for the rest of the season, how about the fact that the Broncos are one game behind the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, and by the way, with the Kansas City Chiefs, today, Tuesday, Patrick Mahomes coming out and saying, boy, I'm really sorry about my whole, you know, losing my cool and throwing my helmet and ripping the refs and everything else. Patrick Mahomes, one of the most likable players in sports in America, for the first time in his entire career, became unlikable, became a chronic crybaby, and was dead wrong, dead ass wrong. So I loved it, man. I, I, I loved the whole weekend, even with what happened last night. The, the Giants pulling a shocking upset, the, uh, the Titans doing the same thing. It was a great NFL weekend. Hey, man. Patrick Mahomes, and sometimes you, you you can't hit your wife, you can't hit your kids, so you kick the dog. That's what that was, man. What? What, 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 what does that mean? He, you never hit your wife. He can't be. Listen, stop it. Some, some people do. You shouldn't. Well, that's, you, you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, that's you shouldn't. Really weird. He, he yeah. should go home and hit his brother is what he should have did. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, <laughs> There you go. That would, everybody would have forgiven would have him. him. They would have been like, "Oh, yeah. okay, he's cool. He's I'm, he's likable again." You start you start to see the bottom of ESPN. Patrick Mahomes arrested for domestic violence. Right. Like, oh, what? he beat his brother up. Oh, oh he beat man. his brother up. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I'll help his GoFundMe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I get, yeah, I get yeah, the, exactly. Let me go get the bail money out. Let me call it. Let me call the bail bondsman. Look, he's mad at his receivers, but he can't say that because mm -hmm. he needs them. That's who he's really mad. He's throwing that helmet because Kadarius Tony don't know the rules. He's throwing that helmet because guys are dropping passes that are vital to the team's success. That's what he's mad at. Mm -hmm. That's what he's actually mad at. He can't come out and say that. That well, he also he, he, the real bad look was him complaining to Josh Allen. It's right. one thing to do what right. you did on the right. sidelines, but when you go shake the other guy's hand to win yeah. it, and you're you're complaining to the ref, like well, get out of my right. face. That's dude. that's he the most you. listen. He that's the worst you. call. Uh, is what I, I'm, I'm supposed to feel sorry for you. See the thing, the reason that Patrick Mahomes became unlikable in that moment, and by the way, I'm not saying he's going to be like lifelong unlikable, because he's entitled. Hey, they jobbed us the week before. There should have been that pass interference. They didn't call it. Been. So how dare they call this? And then, like you're saying, Jay, to go to the opposing quarterback instead of saying, hey, congratulations, great job, man. I'll see you in the playoffs. Instead, to say to Josh Allen, that's the worst call I've ever seen. Bro, he doesn't want to hear your complaint. He, exactly. he's, he's had his own struggles, you know? Yeah, and Buffalo's been, you know, everybody. Look, and that's the other thing is every – Welcome to every fan experience and every player experiencing the NFL. Everybody's gotten jobbed every week, every year in this league. You act like this was the first. This is, is what the NFL is known for is officiating that you go, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And guess what? You have to overcome it. Just like injuries to your left tackle, just like injuries to your quarterback, just like injuries to your running back, you have to overcome things. And that's just the way it is. They still had downs after that play. And they didn't execute. They listen. They took a timeout with the clock stopped. They had two timeouts. They mismanaged their timeouts and the clock and that whole series. All they needed was a field goal. They were throwing for chunk yards immediately when they got the ball on 
on that possession. So that some of that's on Andy Reid too. Mm-hmm. Some right. of that's on Patrick Mahomes too. The decisions they made and the plays they ran to start that series with two timeouts, they ended up taking a timeout because the play clock was running down because everybody was frustrated about not getting here, their way. Here, here I, this is where I'm on. This right, is final thought, so I can so I can hit up Prize Picks before we hit the break. I'm on Kansas City's side. I'm on Patrick Mahomes' side. Once you see that play play out. And it turns into the greatest play of the season. Y'all, y'all get together and go, hey man, we're gonna pick this flag up because <laughs> hey, that got to circulate, right? Because that will never be seen again. Um, if if Even there's it, a penalty, it should. all right. You know, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more and some other NFL stuff from the past weekend, and uh, and then I want to get into some NBA. Believe it or not, I want to hear what you guys thought <laughs> about the end season tournament. We'll get to that coming up in just a minute. Plus, a breaking news story from earlier this day in San Diego sports, and I'll get there too. Um, hey, just another quick note on, on our friends at Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com slash great friends. Get in this game. I've got a $20 play tonight to try and win 60 bucks. I need Jason Tatum to score more than 23 and a half points. I need LeBron to score less than 27 and a half. It's just that easy. So everybody get in the game. They'll match your first deposit 100% up to $100. You put in 100, now you got 200 to play with. PrizePicks.com slash great friends. All right, let's finish this uh, NFL conversation up. Coming right back. Hopefully I'm right on that. Um, I hate to, I always like to go more because I like to root for guys to do more. But last night I got killed in Monday Night Football because the quarterbacks were so bad. And I just decided I wanted to go more for everybody. And it was a disaster. I mean, it was a real disaster. So um, listen, I got to make a big comeback here on prize picks because I've been losing a lot lately. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Get your account. They'll match your first deposit 100% up to $100. Okay, so that's the deal. You put in 100, they put in 100, you got 200 bucks. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Amazing new partnership for this show. Everybody who's watching, especially right now, if you haven't done it yet, do it now. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. All right, let's get rolling. Let's start the show. Here we go on a Tuesday. Let's do it. All right, great friends. Hey, what's going on? Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Brown Man's in the house. Grande is in court today uh, because they're trying to get him to do jury duty and he's doing everything he can to talk himself out of it lawheads in today we're in the seven mile casino studio seven milecasino.com quick reminder for everybody that's listening on radio for everybody that's watching on youtube right now lawhead tonight is going to be doing stand-up comedy at the belly up listen you could say to me hey um we're going to see this band at the belly up and i could say to you hey i don't know who that band is but I'll still go because I love the venue so much and all the bartenders and the people who work there. And it's, and I, I take such pride in that being my local place that I'll go see any show at the belly up. I'm telling you guys that lawheads doing stand-up comedy. You ought to come out tonight. I got it. It's Tuesday. It's a school night, but today's December like 12th, isn't it? So that means like you got to start getting your mind into like holiday parties and not working as much eating and drinking more, getting your mind ready for next year. Like it's celebration time, man. So Lawhead tonight at the Belly Up. We'll see you guys all there. He goes on stage at about 8.20-ish. Yeah. Yeah, get there as soon as you can, man. It's going to be fun. And like you said, like it's uh, what, what a way to ring in the uh, the holiday, but with some laughter and get it started. And uh, so, yeah, man. Looking I'm going to try and bring it. some and even people people, with me. And, and the thing is about the Belly Up, which is cool, is like I, I announced it. I, I started promoting it a little bit when they booked me on just social media, whatever. I had people from like, Ohio that follow me, friends that like sent me some like private messages. Like, dude, you're doing the belly up. That's awesome. When I was out in San Diego one time, we went there. We saw a concert there. Like, we, we I, like so people. This isn't 
you know, it's well known deal. around here. No, no, dude, but a, a lot deal. of people have have trampled through that place that don't right. live in. Oh, we just lost. We just uh -oh. lost him. Uh -oh. we, he just man froze down. on us. Man he down. Just, man down. He froze man on. Down. But he's right. People know the belly up. So getting onto that stage is a big deal. Hey, Brown, I was about to turn our attentions into uh, well, back to the NFL because we were talking about how Monday Night Football last night and the upsets that happened in Monday Night Football uh, had impact, some impact um, on the playoff picture. Dude, I wasn't here yesterday because uh, I, I spent the weekend with my son and his, his graduation. Did you brag at all about your Chicago Bears and how they beat the Detroit Lions, who I have thought the entire season, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Detroit, and Dallas. Like, I've kind of thought that was the way it went in the NFC. Now I think it's San Francisco, Dallas, Philadelphia, and then Detroit. Detroit losing this late in the year to a team like Chicago makes me think the same way I think about the Miami Dolphins after I see them get beaten by a team like Tennessee on their home field. At least this was in Chicago. But Detroit, what what even though they're from Detroit, they play in a dome. Right. They make me think that they can't play outdoors on grass in cold weather. What I will say to anybody about what you saw this weekend, capped off by Monday night, there are no great teams. There are no great teams. There's some good teams. And I would put there's some okay teams there's no great teams there's no team that it doesn't matter what day it is they can't be beat unless they play in the panthers everybody can beat the panthers outside of outside of that you got a chance and with justin fields and, and, and I'm, I'm ready to go down with the ship i'm ready to go down <laughs> flaming now i got my hazard suit on i got my one jersey on top of that i'm ready for whoever won't this smoke justin fields is the dude Period, point blank, end of story. That Detroit defense, that Detroit team is for real. It's for real. All you needed the Bears to do is to hold the line defensively. You're not going to shut nobody out. Don't give up 35 points. And you got a chance with this dude. They didn't do that. You got a chance with them. They manhandled Detroit on both sides of the ball. And that's the second time they should have beat Detroit, by the way, because they smoked it last time up in Detroit. So, if you're asking me, this weekend's victories, if you look around the map, they were crazy all over the place. Topped off by the two crazy last night. Nobody thought the Packers would lose to the Giants and, and, and Danny DeVito. Nobody thought that would happen. Nobody thought the Titans would go to Miami and basically sneak in and sneak out with a win. Those things happen mm -hmm. because this has been one of the worst played seasons. I can remember watching on record for football, and I what, think it's what, because there have been so many different quarterbacks. That's 100% why. But what the was the game a couple weeks ago? What was the game a couple weeks ago? I think the Bears were playing. It may have been the Bears and the Vikings, um, where we kind of all got back on the air the next day, and we were like, oh, my God, that just set football back so many years. It was Bears-Vikings. Okay. How about this past weekend, the Vikings and the Raiders? I mean, There's Alex is in here. There's a reoccurring theme here. There's a reoccurring theme. Alex was not like um, Alex is not here to defend his Vikings and he probably wouldn't because mm. I think I saw him on social media say the Vikings are terrible. It's just that the Raiders are worse. A three zero NFL football game three zero when all the, when all the rules are to make the offense better when all the rules are to make scoring greater than all of a sudden there's a three 
zero NFL football game. And the story of Joshua Dobbs a few weeks ago was so cute. Oh my God. He doesn't know the players. They don't know his cadence and look what he just did. And now the Joshua Dobbs story is over and you understand why he's played on seven different teams. Maybe uh, he should have never learned their names. Maybe he should have never learned the plays. I mean, maybe that was the solution. It was sad. so, it was so sad. bad. Sad Go ahead, J Law. The, the game was played indoors. It's one thing to be three nothing in a blizzard. Yeah, three nothing in some just mud, a mud and just a hailstorm. This was indoors in Nevada. Yeah, on on a, (laughs) you know, on a on a fast track. Yeah, right. How you know the ability to make field goals all day, even just get into the red zone. It's easiest kicking condition. Like just, it took the last possession of the game. And then the funny thing is, is the Raiders' most promising play was that last play of the game when they were just laddering, lateraling it. They actually (laughs) got about two or three laterals off in, in the open field. It looked like somebody might take one. Amazing weekend, seriously, of NFL football. How about this one? I'm, I admitted earlier I, I'm taking the L on the whole Sean Payton thing. I thought Sean Payton oh, would come back. I said, I thought Sean Payton would come back and go, you know what? He's nothing special. He had Breeze in his in his prime, and, you know, it's been forever. I said, I thought Sean Payton would come back and be no better than Mike McCarthy. Well, Mike McCarthy is proving this to us. Um, get rid of Kellen Moore, an offensive coordinator Ooh. he didn't want, and call the plays yourself. Um, and, and that is the secret to the Cowboys success this year. And as for Sean Payton, he has completely turned the Denver Broncos around. I'll take the loss on both of those, but I'll tell you this, cause this has been a weird season. You know where I'm going to take a dub this past weekend? Not for good, just for the weekend. How about my guy, Zach Wilson with the jets? That's the best yeah. game he's ever played in his career. Yeah. And it just goes to show you that he's got it. But can he do it every week? Some guys are great PGA golfers because they can go mm-hmm. four straight rounds and they can keep hustling and they can keep their mind together and they can keep walking. And it's, and some guys can be at the top of the leaderboard after the third round and fall apart in the final round. Yeah, or shoot that, 64 can, on Thursday and 76 on Friday. Yeah. Right. Can, can Zach Wilson play some form of this type of football every week? The answer has thus far been no. But when you see a performance like this past weekend where the guy has over 300 yards passing and he's playing like, well, because the story has been that he told one of his teammates, well, I might as well just let it loose now. What are they going to do? Bench me? 27 of 36, 301 yards, two touchdowns, now, no interceptions. Now, if if someone is reporting he told a teammate that, right? does it really sound that far off that he told the coach, no, nah, I'm not playing, I'm good? No. It, it What it does is, is it's like, okay, Coach, you want me to come back and play? I want to come back and play, but you know what? But I, but I, well, I can play fearlessly because you guys have already embarrassed me. You guys have already benched me. You took me from first string to third string, and now you're bringing me back to first string. What do I have to lose? Go wing it. So for me, that's the that that's when the report by Diana Rossini has a little credibility to it because now there's if there's a report that he said to a teammate, what they gonna do to me? What what can they do to me now? Bench me. Right, that rings. That rings accurate to her saying he said I'm not playing no more. I'm well, good. It, 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 to me, it says you know what I can lose the fear. I, I right. gotta, I gotta lose the fear. Right, you know? and, I, and I can't I'll, be perfect on every play. And if I throw an interception, what are they gonna do? If you're gonna bench me, bench me. I'm letting it loose, man. I'm playing ball. The Nathaniel Hackett part of this equation seems very interesting to me because Nathaniel Hackett, I don't think he's a good offensive coordinator. And now you got this kid like, listen, man, just give me the plays and that's it. Leave me alone. 
now he you get his best performance of his career. Mm-hmm. That was of his career. So yeah. I don't I, – this all seems – again, we've talked about this before, but this team was tailor-made and bent over backwards and molded specifically for Aaron Rodgers, all right. parts around. Right. And and not for this kid. And mm-hmm. he's wearing shoes that aren't his size, and he's trying right. to walk in them. Mm-hmm. He went barefoot on Sunday. <laughs> he went barefoot. He raw-dogged it. That's right. And that's it. That's right. it. They had a five-game losing streak, and I know he didn't play all those games, but he played half. They had a five-game losing streak going into that game, and they were averaging nine points a game in that losing streak. Before just put that up 30, over thirty, before that, yeah, before that yeah. thirty points. Hey, um, so listen, let me just do this real quick, um, and then I want to tell you that there was a breaking news story in San Diego Sports earlier today, and I just think it's worth a mention here. I'll get to it in just one second. Browner, I think it's that time of the show. It's it's mushroom lifetime. I think it is. I think it's mushroom I'm, lifetime. I'm out. Of all products, no, of all products. I've been no, 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 not of everything. I can't show you all the things I got, uh, but of the things that I take on a daily <laughs> basis, I'm out of them. Okay, so that's how. That's how. Here's the message of how well things work. Mm-hmm. They're gone. Okay, I use them all. Okay, here's sustained energy, which is something you like every that's day. There's a full to. bottle. It's a that's full bottle. To. And um, here is mental energy. Yep, mental energy. Uh, no, that's not it right there. Anyway, I thought I had some. I don't. I've got mood support. Jay, how's your Ooh. mood? Uh, bring a few tonight. Yeah, you want me to I got that. Here? Yeah, bring a few of these little guys tonight. I, You know, I use that face cream that uh, Brett gave. hooked you up. Yeah, that face yeah, cream, I use and, it right here. I, I tell I everybody it. I use it every right. day. I you do know, too. Jason and I uh, went and hung out and watched football one Sunday afternoon at Chiefs Burgers and Brews in Solana Beach. And Brett brought me all this stuff. And I was like, here, Jay, take it, try it. And so both Jay and I are using the face moisturizer. Moisturizer, it. Yeah, it's really good. So here's the story. Here's what Brett is offering everybody right now. You buy $50 worth of Mushroom Life products, he throws in another $50. I will tell you guys this. We had a listener who I consider a friend whose uh, son had just recently had surgery and he was in a lot of pain. And the kid will not touch a pain pill um, because of like some trauma from when he was a kid, you know, somebody in the family that was addicted, et cetera. So the kid refuses to touch any medication. The father sends me a message and he says, Hey, um, does mushroom life have a product that would help with pain? That's more you know, natural. And do, do you pass a drug test on it? These are legit questions connected him with Brett. Brett, you know, told him, Oh yeah, the, your drug test. This is just, this is purely natural medication. It's mushroom based medication. It's not some drug he goes in. And secondly, um, yeah, we've got a pain related type thing and sent it to the kid who's in the army for free, for free, packed up a whole box of all these products for him and sent them to him in the army for free said, Hey, he's serving our country. Let's do it. So he's going to, you're going to buy $50 worth of mushroom life products. He's going to throw on top an additional $50 worth of mushroom life products that he wants you to try mushroom life, L Y F E mushroom slash great friends. Make a great, great holiday gift. All right. I got an email earlier this morning um, from a gentleman I've known for at least 20 years here in San Diego, and he's been connected to the sports industry in town forever. Sat on the uh, San Diego Sports Commission board, which back way back when that that group was uh, challenged with, hey, bring Super Bowls to San Diego, Um, bring all star Major League Baseball all star games to San Diego. Bring the Lakers in the preseason to San Diego. Bring the um, you know the race with boats uh, out in the bay to San Diego. Bring the the um, Red Bull aerial assault competition. Th- that's what these guys did. They brought sporting events to San Diego. So I've known this gentleman for a really long time. 
So he sends me a message earlier this morning. Are you following this story? Do you guys remember the name Matt Ariza? Does that name sound familiar? Yes. Yes, it does. How do you, how about you, Jay? Jay Law? Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. Matt Ariza, for those of you that don't remember, was the All American punter. In fact, he won the Ray Guy Award for that's like the Heisman Trophy of punters. What was his nickname? He had a nickname because he kicked it so far. He did have some kind of nickname, some kind of, I don't remember exactly what it was. This kid was, this kid is a great talent. Rancho Bernardo High School, a great, great talent. It was drafted in the NFL by the Buffalo Bills. I don't remember it was the third round or so, I mean, some, some place where you don't expect a punter to get drafted. Well, kid goes to training camp with the Buffalo bills. And before you know it, he, there's an accusation of like rape um, at a San Diego state party. And the, the, it was, the story was so bad. And, and as it was being told publicly, the story was so bad that it, it just, honestly, the court of public opinion, he just sounded guilty. The, the way the story was reported was this guy had this sexual interaction with this young girl who was underage at a San Diego state party. And then when he was done with her, he walked her inside and he fed her to the wolves and the rest of his teammates all had their way with her. That was the way the story was told. And boy, did he come off looking bad. And the court of public opinion had this kid guilty. In fact, so guilty that the bills caught him. L- listen, Vaughn Miller is playing for the Buffalo Bills. You guys have heard the story on Vaughn Miller, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, oh, yeah. The, the way oh, yeah. it's being reported is that Vaughn Miller got a girl pregnant, did not want her to have the baby. She said she was, and somehow, some way, he's been arrested for some sort of domestic violence because he did not want that baby coming out of that woman. Tried to, uh, allegedly tried to beat it out of her, basically. Okay. So, but Vaughn, Vaughn Miller's a star. Vaughn Miller is a two-time Super Bowl champion and a Super Bowl MVP, and the Buffalo Bills need him to make a playoff run, and his ass is playing. But when it came to their punter, they were just accusations at the time. Sounded really bad, but they were just accusations. He's a punter. He's a rookie punter. Cut his ass. We all look stupid. By the way, as an organization, the Bills look stupid. Between Mm -hmm. Vaughn Miller playing, between them cutting this kid before even giving him a chance in court, and by the way, this whole story of their coach telling the team, hey guys, oh, oh, football, man. football requires incredible coordination, like the terrorists man. on 9-11. And 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 as bad as it was man. that he would even say that, it's even worse that four years later it shows up in the public ether. In you New know? York State. In Look, New, you gonna say somebody that in New York State of all places, bro. Come on, it's dude, it's it was 18 years later. And even though it was a horrendously stupid thing to say, the fact that it comes out four years after the fact and he's now battling cancellation over something he he was trying to make a comparison. It was That's a, a bad stupid one. comparison. Though. It was terrible. terrible but like, you guys realize it was four let, years let, ago, right? Uh, let, let's get together like the Taliban guys. Come on, everybody on Al Qaeda on three. Are you kidding we, me? We got, <laughs> we got a Taliban together. <laughs> we got a Taliban together. That, you know, come on. Well, oh, all, I'm, all I'm saying is this the Bills organizationally, they cut this kid Ariza. They let Vaughn Miller continue to play when the accusations are horrendous. The Taliban together is pretty funny, by right. the way. The, the, the <laughs> coach thing, funny. you guys are riffing right now, and I like it. The coach thing is embarrassing. I mean, the, the Bills cannot do anything right. But here's the thing about Ariza. So this morning I get an email from his lawyer and he said, hey, I'm having a press conference later today and I would love to jump on the air with you guys. I've known, like I told you guys, I've known the lawyer 20 years. He's, I, I consider him very much a friend. If I'm being totally like transparent, transparent, he was mine and Billy Ray's lawyer. He was mine and Billy Ray's lawyer in 2012 
when we got fired by 1090 and then we won our case against 1090 and we got to fire the CEO and his general manager and we got our jobs back. That was 11 years ago. Same lawyer represented us. Hmm. Look, this is what I think about this case. I think that unfortunately for him, he's had his life ruined by somebody trying to maximize on a payday. That's what this was. Well, let me read to you the press release of what happened just so you, to, to, to kind of fill in the detail. This week marks the end of the August 2022 civil uh, lawsuit filed against our client, Matt Ariza. By the way, we don't know this girl's name. She's still Jane Doe. Matt has reached an agreement requiring the plaintiff to dismiss her complaint against him in the next week. Matt is not the is not paying the plaintiff any money, and he's mm. reserving his right to pursue the plaintiff's attorney, Dan Gillian, and his law office for the harm that they have caused him. So now he may yep. go sue the lawyer. You better. Okay. Yeah. Um, while this is the press release goes on while we are here celebrating this victory with Matt and his family, the win is bittersweet. Matt has been forced to defend himself for the last 16 months against false accusations and a campaign to ruin his career in the NFL. He will never get this time back in his life. They go on. We cannot overstate the importance to our system of justice and the presumption of innocence. Matt has always maintained his innocence despite the public outcry and the results that he was falsely accused of crimes and civil assault and civil assault. Thankfully, there was extensive evidence that the key uh, that was key to securing Matt's voluntary dismissal from the lawsuit. He's always been innocent. The case is over and Matt has prevailed and now has the full intention of returning to the NFL in hopes of resuming his playing career. Uh, the last paragraph was that he's appreciative to the San Diego Police Department and their investigation. This is from Dick Sumergent, the lawyer for Matt Ariza. Hey, Matt, I feel so bad for you, kid. Yeah, man. Sometimes late justice is just as bad as the crime. This kid can't get his this this kid had his life ruined. But he's only ruined. 20, but he's only 23. Mm -hmm. And if he gets another shot in the NFL and he makes a team and he has a long, let's call it a 15-year career, God willing, man, he may look back and go, That that was the worst thing that ever happened in my life. But guess what? I didn't, I wasn't gonna do well with Buffalo. It was cold weather, it was wind, it was outdoors, and I got to the Rams and it was indoors and it was turf and whatever, whatever. And guess what? I got to stay close to home. And this worked out great for me. And as much as that year and a half really, you know, put me back in my life when I was a little kid, guess what? I, I was able to get through it all. And I hope that's what happens for the young this man. Is, this is where, this is really quick, this is where putting players in the NFL matters. Because if there was a pipeline from San Diego State to the NFL, there'd be somebody, somebody at that team could call and go, hey, man, just give them a look. Just give them a look. Well, there's no, there's nobody at San Diego State now, but I'll tell you what he does have. He has a guy named Nick Novak who used to be the the uh, Chargers kicker, and Nick places kickers all over the NFL, as does my man John Carney. And Nick will have this kid, and and people trust Nick. You know, people around the NFL trust Nick. So hopefully Matt Ariza gets it back together. I just wanted to make mention of that story because it was breaking from earlier. Good today. for him. Oh, man. Good luck good to Matt, him. man. Because yeah. that was that was awful. I mean, he ended up playing in the Mexican League or something. I don't even know if they have a Mexican League. Stick yeah, around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, and we got a lot more to get to. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. Hey, it is Tuesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Jay Law's in today for Grande. And don't forget, tonight, Jason Lawhead on the stage at the Belly Up in Solana Beach. Comedy show tonight. General admission tickets are only $22. Lawhead tonight comedy the belly up should hit the stage at about 8 25 p.m come on out tonight and support our guy jay law in the house tonight at the belly up and so, look if you if you just real quick interjection yeah. if you can't make it tonight 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you still want to maybe see some comedy over the holidays. I will be doing a headline set at the American Legion in Encinitas on the 21st. That's next Thursday, the 21st. And I think that's just a free show. Mm-hmm. I think you just come on in and uh, I'll be doing that. I've done that before. It's actually a really fun show. You've been to the Dude, Legion. They have fans there. That's a I, fun little spot. I go to the American Legion like once or twice a year up in Encinitas okay. for something. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a veterans day celebration sure. or something like that. I, I find myself in there like twice a year drinking yeah. beer with like old school military old guys. School. Yeah. yeah. It's great. So I've done a show there before. My wife and I have gone to see some, some bands there once in a while. And it's a you know, cute little, it looks like a house. It's like, a it's, house. it's a really cool little spot. If yeah. you, and you, when you go there, you're like, Oh my God, I've never been here before. How did yeah. I, how could I not know this was happening here? And, and, and there's actually a, a few bucks cheaper than most places, you know, because they're not, they're a nonprofit. So they're yeah. not like beating you over the head for, for drink prices. So, and you're supporting the American Legion. Well, and there's a, like that, so. there's a capital campaign coming. I know they want to like redo that whole place. Cause they've called me and oh, said, okay. Hey, can we get on the air? Can you help us out? And I'm like, yeah, it'd be oh. my pleasure to help. So, all right. All right. So listen, um, just to finish up on the whole matter Riza thing, you said something very funny at the end of the last segment, which yeah. is, you know, he, maybe he can't find a job in the NFL. Maybe he'll find a job in some Mexican football league. I'm like, is there a Mexican football league? What did you find? Well, I was looking up his, his, you know, his, you know, his, when we were talking about this and it said on February 16th in his Wikipedia on February 26th, 2023, Galgos de Tijuana of the Liga de Football Americano Professional League announced that Ariza had signed with the team. Days later, his agent denied that he had signed. So I don't denied. know what that is. Denied. Uh, so, yeah. to the curb. Yeah, so uh, his father's of Mexican descent. His father uh, was born in Mexico, and they were probably just trying to, you know, trying to dangle that. Homies. Yeah, his yeah. father played football at Bona, Bonita Vista High School. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've known the, the parents and the kid. I mean, I've been following the kid's career since he was a freshman in high school. Um, pretty much had the chance to see the whole thing. I hope, I hope it all works out for Matt Ariza and great job yes, by my lawyer, Dick Submergent. Way to go, Dickie. Great job, man. You did great by me and Billy Ray. Now you've done well by this young man. All right. Let me, uh, let me start turning our attentions here to a couple of what matters that... to what matters. Are you going to turn it to what matters? Or are you just going to keep, you know, talking like nothing happened to you this weekend? What happened? Really? All your hard work, all your, all your guidance, all your fatherly wisdom, that you've bestowed on someone has finally paid off the first of hopefully many, but most importantly, a son, all of, all of the little you has grown up to be a big him and you just going to try to avoid all that conversation, huh? All right, here's the deal. So, um, this actually works out really well. So, uh, I did go on Friday. I flew from San Diego to Pittsburgh Friday. And then Saturday morning, I drove to this little town in West Virginia called West Liberty. And, and Jay, this is like, you and I have been having so much fun with this. Yeah. My son was kicking on the football team at Division II West Liberty. Yeah. And Jay, your niece is I the mean, volleyball coach there. Yeah, and they had a great run. They just, uh, they made the second time in a row, they made the NCAA Division II tournament as a at-large bid. They they uh, had a, another 28-win season. So she's... Uh, in her fourth year, but she's taken them to their only two NCAA uh, berths. They did uh, not uh, win in the first round. They lost again in university, but another great season. And uh, I'm so proud of Justin and happy for you guys. And congratulations to him. And go Hilltoppers. <laughs> yeah. And so funny, last time I was uh, there, 
which that was, was not, not this past weekend, but previous trip, which was the last game of the season. It was probably early November, like November mm-hmm. 11th or 12th. We went to the, there's one bar. I swear to God. Yeah. There is one bar on and not campus. There's one bar in the town. Cause yeah, you got to understand is dry, right? I don't know, but the, the a campus lot of those is, towns in West Virginia are dry towns. You can't, you have to go to the next town or something. Yeah. The campus is tiny. And there's not a lot, you know, there's only a couple thousand students and it's on top of this hill, thus the name, the Hilltoppers. And there's no like grocery stores and like convenience of any kind, fast food or restaurants, Walmart, you 30 minutes away, man. So there's one bar on campus. It's called Dirty Dogs. After the game was over last week, right. And and my son goes, we walk in, it's me, my son, his buddy and two girls, five of us. And I order five drinks and my son goes, wait till you see what this costs. And I'm like, why? And they're like, eight bucks. Uh, like, yeah, like seven dollars <laughs> for like five drinks. And I'm like, wait, what? Let me buy for the whole place, you know? know. And so, uh, so we're in there, and at the next table over is Lawhead's niece, Riley. You know? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys were. They were both sending me pictures of each other from the different tables. It was pretty right. cool. I was getting texts from both uh, the Kaplan and, and Riley. It was pretty cool. So. so, so my son this past weekend graduated from this small school, West Liberty University. But I'll tell you this right now. Like small school. And, you know, when you graduate in December rather than in like May, small graduating class, I'll tell you guys, though, like my son was not a student. He didn't he wasn't going to thrive in a big university with like big giant classrooms and no access to the professors. He studied entrepreneurship, which is kind of like business and accounting and marketing. And it was in classrooms with 20 kids and had one on one relationships with the professors. And as a result, had more academic success than he'd ever had in his entire life, literally. And so it was really cool. And Brown, I know I sent you a whole bunch of pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, if you put something up on the screen, I'll kind of walk you through it. But it was cool, man. It was a fun experience. And by the way, for everybody that was hitting me up on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, J-Law, I've made a big return to Facebook. I've made a big comeback on Facebook. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I think you're on Instagram a lot, a little bit of Twitter here and there. Yeah. But... So here's nice. uh, here's the graduation in the gym. And uh, there's me and every other parent is sitting in the stands. Not me, dude. I'm in the middle of it all. I'm shooting videos. I'm taking pictures. There's me. And then right behind me, there's my son. (laughs) That's cool. It's great. Uh, I encourage everybody who's listening on radio to come watch the YouTube show. Keep going, Brown slide, slide, show me. And I'll I'll tell you what's going on here for this weekend. You just throw up pictures and I'll, I'll talk you through them. Where do you stay when you go to West Liberty? You just stay at a local hotel or is it far away? Or how do you, like I, when you're saying everything's so far away, what, where do you stay? There's a little town called Tridelphia, West Virginia. Okay. And so sometimes I'll stay there, but more often than not, I'll stay in Pittsburgh at a friend's house. And I'll just drive gotcha. over. This is gotcha. this is me and my son after the graduation. Um, you can see the football field in the background. I was like, dude, you had a, two great years of playing football at this school and the, the the one and only game-winning walk-off field goal you've ever had in your career from 49 yards away, let's take a picture with the football field in the yeah. background, which we did. 49, oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, keep going, Brown. I'll I'll, uh, I'll walk everybody through. By the way, I, so many- Is he I don't back in San Diego now? He's back yeah. home with yeah. you? Yeah, he came yeah. home with you, yeah. I don't mean to be so self-serving, but I do know this. A lot of listeners started listening 20 years ago. He was, two th- he was born in 2000. So when I got to San Diego in 2001, he wasn't even one year old, wow. one years old, one year old, one year old. Yeah. Um, there's the, there's right after the graduation. There I am standing there with my man. Um, what was, what, what was the proudest moment that you were able to like, remember? And I will tell you, it? I know it. Oh, uh, you mean like proudest moment from this weekend, from this graduation time? Yeah. 
So the coach who recruited him to West Liberty is this guy, Jeff Monteroso. And um, he's been there forever. And his wife is the provost of the school. And um, they had their, they had their back and forth. I mean, they, they were good, but there was some yeah. friction. And this gentleman right here, coach Monteroso to see my son say to coach Monteroso, thank you, coach. Thank you for getting me here. Thank you for helping me. Thank today's a special day. You know, I, I finished right. two years of college football and I get to graduate and to see my son, thank the coach. That was a really special moment for me. I love that. And there he is. Yeah. There's a picture of him right there. Monty. What's coach he doing? What's he, what's he doing? Like hitting the ground running or is he kind of just relaxing and seeing I told, what, him, I told him to take it easy. He's going to help all yeah. of us. He's going to help the show because we oh, desperately cool. need, we desperately need help around here. Um, so he's going to take a little bit of relief from Alex. He's going to help us with some sales or marketing. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing, he's going to help us out. Keep going, Brian. You got what, more picks. What's, uh, what's going on here? Let me see what you got here. Oh, this was my, uh, so when, so we got done with the graduation and we went to, uh, back to Pittsburgh and I went to see one of my closest friends and we had Hanukkah with my friends in Pittsburgh on Saturday night. So I don't know how this picture came in, but I don't know. Listen, how many I, candles are left for Hanukkah? Uh, tonight is night six. So there's six, seven, and eight. There's three nights yep. to go. Okay. 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 Browner's okay. looking through my pictures and, and throwing put stuff up on the screen and asking me so, what's going on. So, so be careful, y'all. Some might <laughs> some might pop up. Y'all might see some things. Uh, so, I mean, you said you said this was a this was a small graduation. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty. I mean, that's, that's well. That's not I, bad. You know what, what? What's that mode on your iPhone um, where you take panoramic? A, that's what I did. I did a pano oh, shot. Yeah. yeah. But you see, cool. if if you're looking straight ahead, you see like all these people seated right here ahead. Those are the graduates. Everybody behind them on the floor, that's like the staff, the university staff. And then behind them, there's like spectators. But on the right side and over on the left side, that's the gymnasium. That looks that's, like 30 graduates. There were like like 150 graduates. That's it. Oh, wow. Okay. It was really small. Really small. All right, Brown. Cool. Every time you, uh, you, you like go from picture, you come back to the three of us. Is there not a way to just like keep the three of us on the screen on the left? And it's just... a bumpy ride, Kaplan. It's I, a bumpy I tried ride. to tell you. <laughs> Right. I tried to tell you, Browner's flying it, it, the plane today. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of turbulence on this one. There you go. There you go. But you know what? He's going to get it home on time. That's hey, listen, right. that's exactly right. We're going to be safe and our bags are going to arrive. This, this, My son is so embarrassed because everybody else is sitting in the stands and I am walking around like as if Hilarious. I'm covering the event. I'm taking pictures. You're that, you're that guy. I went backstage. I went behind the stage and took this picture so I could get an idea of what it kind of looked like from that angle because nobody's going to see it from there. All right, what else you got, Brown? Let me see what other pictures are. That's here. it. That's all you get. Like you were like a human drone in there. You're just mm -hmm. like you're just right. droning around. Right. So then we got done in Pit we got done in West Virginia. We drove over to Pittsburgh. We had like a Hanukkah dinner um, with some friends. And then Sunday morning, we got up in the morning, Jay. You're gonna love this. We got up and we drove from Pittsburgh to Cleveland. Wheels up 6 a.m. We left love at 5 59 a.m. We arrived in Cleveland at 8 28 a.m. Okay. Got to my buddy Alex's house. He's the offensive right coordinator now. of the team, right? So he he's going into the stadium early. We're having breakfast at his house. We're you know, his kids are up, his wife is up, his sister's there. Now me, my buddy Kenny and my son uh, Justin, we come all walking in and we're going to drive Alex from his house in suburban Cleveland, drive the lake all the way down into downtown Cleveland and we're going to go to the game and we're going to tailgate in the coaches/players parking lot before the game. But it was too too freaking cold, man. We sat in the car drinking beer in the seat yeah. warmers. <laughs> yeah. And he's got to be used to that tailgating. Like you, you, that is an acquired taste, so to speak, to, to tailgate in that kind of weather. Well, they've got this area in Cleveland, you know it, but other people who are Muni listening lot. don't. It's, it's called the Muni lot. 
And that's where like the hardcore tailgating happens. And uh, we were going to go walk over there. And it was like, no, man, it's too cold. It's too cold. We're going to sit right here because Alex brings this SUV and it's jam packed for tailgating. So as soon as the game is over, they can pull everything out of his car and they can tailgate in the players and coaches parking lot. And so we drove in with him. This is a fun thing to do, man. Like he's the offensive coordinator of the team. And we're driving into the stadium with him early that, that morning, Brown, you got any of these videos, Jay, you'll love these. I took videos of, of Cleveland. These, these were videos shot just for which, you. Which one you want? You want the one on the drive in or you want the one at the stadium? No, the drive in. Yeah. The drive in. Check. Here's the city. They're rolling through. What is this bridge? What are we looking at here? What? Oh, yeah, that's that. Is that the Ohio River? Hmm. You know what? Brown, I, I, my mute, my mic mute. There you go. I mean, my I thought bad. Something, yeah, we talked about it. So we, 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 we're going to talk about. Uh, I was talking the whole time, too. Like, you were just building, but I, 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 you didn't hear me. I was going to that building. That the, building. <laughs> if we're going to uh, talk about the turbulence from the pilot. You have to know. I've told the passengers what to do. Eh, they don't listen. What right. happened is what, once you play the video, your mic immediately goes to mute. Yeah. Here I am we talking. I'm this. going, I'm, here's me. I'm going like this. I'm talking, but on mute. I'm going, hey, Jay Law, what's this video? What are we looking at here? What's this I know, part? I was is talking too. And what I was like, saying? I was going, there's Terminal Tower. There's the federal building. You're on the Detroit Avenue Bridge. I was saying all that and stuff. Me, but I, was on, I was on mute too. Have Justin fix that with StreamYard. First first thing, Justin, first thing, fix fix that mute. mute so now on. let's let's try this again. We're gonna play the video one more time. Yep. And it won't just be me talking. Yeah. It'll be the two people who are actually one from Cleveland and in Cleveland doing right. the talking. All Let's right, try this one more time. All Here right. we go. All right, I've unmuted right. my mic. So you're on the you're on the Detroit Avenue Bridge right now. This is my and boy Alex goes... driving? Okay. Alex is driving. He's pointing stuff out. My boy Redbird's riding shotgun, and Justin's right behind him. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, there's the lake. And then this side is obviously there's the river, and uh, no, then you're probably on just I ninety right now. That's the Detroit Avenue Bridge. So those stacks are the powerhouse. They call that the powerhouse. This big, and then you've you've seen the Terminal Tower. You've seen the Federal Building, the Key Bank Building. This is awesome. Oh man, that brings me home. I want to go. I want to go home to the next. I want to go to the next home. I want to go to the Bears game. Hey, we got to go to a playoff game. That's what we got to do. I'll go. And then and then next next we're pulling into the stadium. Now we're getting like close to the stadium. Um, but it's still, this is like, like, I don't know, like 9.50 a.m., 9.50 on Sunday, and you're pulling into the stadium with one of the coaches of the team, which is super cool. Go ahead, Brown, play this next video, and let me. Uh... Quickly, be okay. prepared. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Go. Oh, man, I missed it. Darn it, I missed it. I missed it. Anyway. There it is. There um, it yeah. is. So there we are. We're pulling into, into, this, into Cleveland, looking at the stadium right here. You said that's about 8.30 in the morning? No, it's like 9.55 a.m. Oh, okay. So there's nobody really down there quite yet. You know I mean? They're in the Muni lot. They're in the Muni lot. They're right. just not at the stadium yet. We're on the backside of the stadium pulling in mm -hmm. with one of the coaches pulling into, you know, one of the uh, – into the coaches and players' parking lines. I'll tell you, man, for as many times as I've gone to a stadium and parked, like, right up front because I'm working for CBS or working for Westwood One, when you're pulling in with somebody who's actually playing in the game, if you will, it, it was – a fun experience my son said by the end of it he's like that best day of my life but here's awesome. here, here's how dumb i am oh 
We pull into the parking lot. It's 9.58 a.m. Alex is getting out of the car and he's going into the stadium. And I look at my buddy Kenny and I look at my son Justin and I go, let's go find some place to watch the 10 o'clock games. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? It's 7 a.m. in the West Coast. Right, right. So I'm thinking like, hey, well, we got three That's hours funny. to kill till the 1 o'clock game kicks off. Let's go find a bar to watch the 10 a.m. games. My son goes, Dad, this, this is, is the, the 10, 10 o'clock game. It's in three hours from now. <laughs> that's great stuff. That's that's West, that's a West Coast football watcher for you, man. Yeah. Now, any other picks that I should uh, show you here today, or or are we? It was no, my show no, and no. tell well, over. Your show and tell is over. But what we're about to do is mm-hmm. hit a little bit of this because I got a highlight of the day for you. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Highlight of the day. Let's do Go it. Ahead. No, do your it, thing. It's, it's being brought to us by Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Yesterday, when I landed, I stopped at Tory Holistics on my way back up north. Um, they're in Sorrento Valley. And um, I was talking to this young lady who was the bud tender there. And I was um, saying to her, I'm like, how, how long have you been working here? She's like, I, like four years. I'm like, gosh, I've never met you before. And I've never had you help me before. And she was so on top of it because I was asking her about a certain product for sleep. And she's like, I'm not actually 100% sure. Let me go do some research. And she went and did this research, research and she came back and she's like, oh, actually, this is this kind of product for this. And it should have this sort of an effect. And they're just, if you're bashful, if you're a first timer, if you have questions, don't be, don't be bashful. All questions are good questions, and the people who work there are there to help you. Toriolistics, California Holistics, use our promo code. The word is amazing, and you save 20% on all your cannabis products and brands. All right, Brown, what do you got? This highlight is two decades in the making. There you go. Oh. That's it. That's all. I, as a person, to be the first, per, the official first person to graduate college in my family, I understand how monumentous this occasion is. Mm-hmm. And so for you to be a, uh, a proud father of a son who had a long road mm-hmm. to get to this moment. Some people can get it done in four years because everybody's road is different, but he had a passion to continue to keep playing football. And so sometimes that moves you around. And he stuck with it. And most importantly, when you're sticking with something like that, the grades are the hardest part to yeah. follow because you don't go to school to school you go to school for football. School and is he w- part that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And so for him to be able to get this goal accomplished while at the same time still maintaining and playing football, you as a father, you get the highlight of the day. And Justin, as a graduate, you get the highlight of the day. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to you for saying that. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Very that. nice, Browner. Very nice. Yeah. And, 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 and like you said, like he went all the way across the country to do it. Like you said, the mm-hmm. journey, the risks, the chances, you know, the unknown. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for you guys. Well, mm-hmm. thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was a great experience. It really was. You know, um, my son kept saying to me, he's like, you know, I'm only I'm only doing this for you. I'm only doing this. <laughs> for you. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but you know what, man? Like, I'm asking you to check a box. And I know that not every kid needs to go to college and not every kid will go to college and not every kid doesn't mean you won't be successful in life. You will be, you know, you, you can be very, very successful and not have an undergraduate degree. Big deal. Undergraduate degrees are, they're not as, as important as they were in my opinion, 30 years ago. Correct. They never, they never really were. Yeah. I mean, listen, I I mean, so some people, like you said, but like, you know, Peter Jennings, 
never graduated high school. The guy yeah. was the lead anchor for NBC for however many years. I'm just saying, like, yeah, you're right. It's not for everybody, but certain things are. And I just asked he, him to check the box, and he did. Right. And so, so that's where we're at, man. It's 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 awesome. I hope for all parents who uh, kids are either graduating this time of the year or will later in the year. Uh, good for you, because it's hard to get a kid through high school. It's really hard to get a kid through college, through undergrad. I mean, in certain neighborhoods, you're like, well, that's just expected, but it's not for everybody. Correct. So, all right, listen, um, for those of you listening on radio, we got a lot more to get to. Going to get into the Otani story, going to get into a lot of the NFL from the weekend. And for everybody who's watching and who's part of the podcast, let's go get uncensored right now.